0: Welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schroeder, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? week, I want to talk to you about power. I talk about power a lot here. A big part of my work in this lifetime is reimagining power. Not power over the power of coercion, the power of force, but a different kind of power that comes from cooperation, participation, belonging. I've been thinking a lot about what it's been like in my own experience as a young woman, and then a mother, and now becoming a middle aged woman, and how I sourced my identity as a girl. I sourced my identity as a helper, a good girl, an achiever, and then I sourced my identity from being a nurse, again, a helper, a healer, someone who can make things better, someone you can turn to for help, someone who knows the answers, there was a sense of control and power, and if I can't fix it, at least I can make you feel better somehow by giving you an answer or a perspective shift or something that makes the unbearable more bearable. And then I was a mother and I sourced my identity from motherhood, being a good mother. My kids needed to be healthy and well-educated and well-supported. And then something started to break down in me And I couldn't source my identity from roles anymore. There was something more calling, something deeper that asked me to let go of these identities. And that call came about 10 years ago and I've been in free fall ever since. Letting go of identities until I got to a place with the help of the lime spirochete of feeling empty of identity. I couldn't be a good wife. I couldn't be a good mother. I couldn't be a nurse. All I could be was someone piecing herself back together after being eroded and, I, you know, I felt like I'd come out of a rock tumbler. <laughs> All of my hard edges were gone, but I was formless. And I can feel just in the past few months, this desire and call and need to have an identity again, some kind of identity. Not a role, particularly, but a place to orient myself. A North star an anchor. So of course I turn to this land I live on and belonging to this place as an identity. I belong to these tufted titmice and this downy woodpecker and this cardinal and this spruce tree. And I live in the valley below Skytop, one of the easternmost fringes of the Appalachian Mountains in the south central Pennsylvania region. And I belong to the immigrants from Scotland and Ireland and Switzerland and Germany and England. And I belong to the Anabaptists and the settlers of the colonies of the North American European diaspora. I found my identity through a much larger story rather than roles through stories. Who were my people? How did we get here? What is this land? How did it get here? What is the story this land is trying to tell? What is the story my people are trying to tell? And there is power in that, that kind of connectedness, knowing that the song my bones are singing is the song of the Appalachian Mountains. And the memory in my bones is the memory of the Appalachian Mountains when they were once a great ancient mountain range that moved through what is now Africa and what is now Europe and what is now North America. And so I can feel a power in that, that I couldn't feel in being a nurse or being a good mom, but even that identity, the belonging to the land, belonging to the the ancient story of my people, that is not enough. My identity has to be more particular, more personal. It has everything to do with how I show up and relate to other beings who are in my presence. How do I show up for Spruce and Cardinal and Titmouse? How do I show up for my my husband, our children? How do I show up for my family and friends? What is the energy signature that I bring into this world? Does it have a color? A sound? I've worked with all of these different systems of trying to understand astrology, gene keys, The Myers-Briggs, the Enneagram. And they've been helpful, of course. (laughs) I've gotten some ideas about what the energy I carry resonates with, the groups of people that resonate with the energy I carry to help me understand this, what feels like formlessness. But that is not enough either. My mother's oldest sister is dying in the hospital now. And this woman has been dynamic her whole life. Always dressed in bright colors and coordinating jewelry and handbags and shoes and perfect hair and makeup and She's just, her life has been a statement of self-expression. And she's already given all of that up in this process. All of those parts of her identity have been relinquished. What is left then? Who are we when we've shed all of the roles, and the stories, and the ideas, and the groups, and the the illusions of permanence that we put on to live through this lifetime. What is left of her? Who is she now? And what I see now is that she's returning to a place that doesn't require any of those trappings, but she is leaving them in her wake, like a ship sailing off to a horizon that we can't go to. There's a part of her that's ineffable that I cannot reach or comprehend, but all that she shed and left behind to make this passage is reachable I can touch it and learn from her and integrate these parts of her into my own experience and so her identity is different to each of us who she is to me is different than who she is to her daughters is different to who she is to her students is different to who she is to her coworkers but how she showed up in each moment for each one of us. That is what she leaves behind these actions taken that have changed the world for her being in it. And maybe she can't take all of that with her, but she can certainly leave it with us. And so maybe the identity that is ineffable, unreachable, untouchable isn't what matters as much during this time here that we're in a body. Maybe what matters the most is how we show up in each moment for each person or each created being, because every action that we leave behind changes the world. It changes how people see things. It changes how people experience things. It changes if someone feels loved and seen or dismissed. One of my aunt's great gifts was to make people feel seen and cared for. And that kind of identity, walking through the world in a way that makes people feel seen and cared for, that is an identity I can strive for. And that gives me an incredible power, a sense of belonging that I know I want to move through the world in a way that leaves the world more whole, that in my wake, there are people who feel valuable, cared for, heard, seen, supported. And I know that the best way for me to live into that identity is to care for, see, and show up for myself. So when I'm moving out of this body and into the realm beyond, I won't take my Appalachian bones with me I'll give those back to the Appalachian Mountains. And I won't take my nursing license with me, or my herbalism education, or my Druidry. All of that has to stay here. All of that belongs here, to this place, to the identity of this earth. None of that belongs to me. It's just a cloak I put on. Being a mother, just a cloak I put on. All of those labels and identities and roles and ideas about who we are. They're really fun. And they're ways we can find each other. But we can't take them with us. When I sit around the table with my family and listen to them talk about my Aunt Diane and the stories they tell, it's all about how she touched people's lives. Her sense of humor, her devotion to beauty, her steadfast love of children, her support of her daughters, it was the actions she took that leave an indelible mark on the world that will live long beyond her. And there is power in that, in walking through the world knowing that who we are and the choices we make and the actions we take are creating the world. So rather than basing this new identity of mine on some group or landscape or very human notion of what it means to be a person. I'm feeling a renewed sense of identity emerging out of my day to day interactions, the way I walk, the way I carry myself the way I show up for people and for myself, that, that how I do things matters, how I say things matters, that's how I know who I am, by how I am. I can say I believe so many things but there's an emptiness in saying I believe something and a fullness and a reality in acting in alignment with what I believe I wonder if this is why Jesus had such a thing about hypocrisy (laughs) so easy to say we believe something. That doesn't change anything. Our actions change everything. You will know who they are by their fruit. What kind of world am I creating with my day-to-day choices? With the words I use, with the energy I emit into the world, that is my identity beyond any other label I claim that is where all of our power lives. A challenge for you to look back through your day today, your interactions with other beings, whether they're human or more than human. What kind of world did you create today with your actions? What did you leave in your wake? Are you creating the kind of world you want to live in? And if you're not, what are you aligning yourself to? What do you believe about your identity? Who are you? And when you reach the end of this incarnation, what will matter? What will be your legacy? What will you be remembered for? What power did you have in this life and did you use it well? If you would like to support the podcast, you can find a link at plantwitchpodcast.com or you can go directly to Patreon at patreon.com slash The Rebel Herbalist. We welcome your financial support, and we also welcome your participation in this vibrant community of humans who are working together to rejoin the web of life. Thank you for joining me for the plant Wish podcast i'm your host aaron schrader i'm an herbalist a mother a holistic nurse and a practitioner of the ancient ways you can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on instagram and facebook the rebel herbalist thank you for joining me and it's time to come back to life